This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio. Preview podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans. For Palace fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford of redandbluearmy.co.uk, and it is time to talk Monday come Sunday's Premier League battle against Harry Kane FC. Once again, I'm joined by Sam Heskiff and Albert Curley for a show full of innuendos, dry humour, sarcasm, and I suppose we'll throw in some football as well. We'll discuss the visit of Spurs having our very own February transfer window, having the greatest goalkeeper in the world, well, sort of, and we'll have some predictions thrown in at the end. As always, before all of that, remember to head over to holradio.net forward slash subscribe to ensure that you never miss another whole radio podcast. This is becoming quite the threesome, lads. It's just always us three at the moment. Move over, will you? <laughs> Um, it feels like that's so sporadic, though. The game's on and off, like, you know, weeks off, being moved to Sundays. Next week is Monday. What, what happens to Saturdays at three o'clock, Sam? Sky TV are ruining this podcast. <laughs> they've, got, they've got a vendetta against the, the preview podcast and they, they're just messing us around, I think. Yeah, we do a pretty good job of ruining it, ruining it ourselves, I guess. You ruined um, that sentence, didn't you? Right, it was... What you don't understand, Albert, is that's my genius and it was very deliberate. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sorry. I'll set them True up, mate. Professional. I'll get back in my box. <laughs> um, right, we'll start with the main stand, I think, the new the new development. Uh, the deadline for filling out the online form, uh, we'll send out the links in our socials after the game. After the game? It's not a game. This is a podcast. It's all <laughs> as a much, game, Terence. Yeah, as much as I want to be a professional footballer, there's, I think that ship has sailed, some might say. But um, yeah, the 9th of March is the deadline to fill the online form in. And um, it's very important for the development of the main stand that this happens. So if you haven't done that already, um, look to our socials for the links and you can go over there and do that. Um, it's also the club have put out a, a, a kind of like 
directive today if you're going to fill it out how you should fill it out and the sort of things you can talk about you know creating 700 odd jobs on match days 1600 odd jobs through the year and you know increase revenue in the area it's really important if we want to get that built and i think we do want to get it built right yeah that means that main sounds a bit old in it yeah well i mean but the way you said that suggests like we're responsible well, we kind of are. I mean, it's specifically... We, we don't you, want to get it built. Yeah, well... <laughs> it takes ages. I mean, specifically if you're South London re- residents as well in the sort of Quedon area, Crystal Palace area, I'm sure it um, stretches to Streatham as well, Sam. So um, It no. certainly doesn't stretch to Watford, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, I barely stretched myself to Watford. Um, we, we can't gatecrash your house this year for Watford away, can we? Uh, we're gonna try. It's the it's the wife's birthday. That well, day. what what more could she want? Like five or six guys just coming round the house. We'll wear like skinny jeans. We'll undo a few buttons on our shirts. Yeah, because normally it's the other way around for me. I have to undo the buttons on my jeans. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a refreshing change for her. <laughs> we'll figure right. it out. Cool. We'll get across and get the main stand built for us. Um. Someone else who will want the main stand built, I'm sure, um, is Vicente Guaitha, um, who is probably the that's greatest the goalkeeper smooth, alive. That's, that's the smoothest link I've ever heard on radio. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, it was so smooth, I kind of laughed at it. Um, <laughs> he's kept three clean sheets in a row now for Getafe. And bear in mind that Getafe got promoted back to La Liga. And he became the first man to keep a clean sheet in the Camp Nou for... God knows how long. It was well over a year, something that's almost pushing two years. And it's the only time Barcelona fouls a score this season. Um, Roy Hodgson did an interview on Palace TV today. And um, he said that we're going to be relying on our goalkeeper in the upcoming games because, you know, when you're playing teams like Spurs, Chelsea, May United, um, you need your goalkeeper to pull off big saves. So why on earth, Sam? (laughs) Is the best goalkeeper in a t- um, Spanish football still playing in Spain? That's a, a very good question. A very good question. Um, I, you know, I think I said at the time when we when we did the live transfer deadline day uh, uh, pod with the other guys that I, I would just bring him in now. I would pay whatever money they want, even if it's four million. I just think he, you know, I had no worries about chucking him straight in. He's obviously a very good goalkeeper. And, you know, I've said before on the pod that I'm not the biggest fan of Hennessy. Um, he has the odd game here and there. But like you say, if if we're reliant on him keeping us in games, then I'm worried. You know, and it, especially if you counter that with whenever we play Spurs, Lloris has a worldie. Oh, and in fact, when we, play, when we played him at Wembley, they played their third choice goalkeeper and he had a worldie too. Yeah, so that's Gaz, annoying. Vorm, when Vorm's in there as well, he'll have a worldie. Um <laughs> but I was watching in preparation for the coming weekend, or just any excuse to watch it really, Martin Kelly's goal against um, Spurs in the FA Cup. And um, Hennessy actually pulled off a brilliant save from Harry Kane in that game. So um, that was one of these, well, let's just say we're going to need one of those on Sunday, I'm sure, because Harry Kane is in blistering form at the moment. Um, Albert, there was rumours that Hennessy was injured this week. It's great, wasn't it? Was it you who started them? No, it wasn't me. No. Um, has it been? Has, did that get confirmed officially, or 
spotted yeah. away either way or well unfortunately the press conference is tomorrow because the game's on sunday so we're going blind without hodgson's press conference but the by all intents and purposes the club have come out and said that he's not injured and he is still training um sort of unofficially so i'm, I'm sure he's all right cut to cut to 10 to midday on sunday and he's being pushed out on a wheelchair and wheeled over to the, the penalty area well, that's well, what happened I, before the Everton game, innit, with Sacco, where they showed pictures of him training all week. And then yeah. Terence, you and I were in, in the pub, and you told me that Sacco wasn't in the team. And, um, and then I did give you a shot of gin to help you through the moment. Yeah, so when I got to the ground, I wondered if it was the gin <laughs> making me think half the team weren't playing, but actually just half the team weren't playing. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, if Hennessy is injured, I don't know what we do. Um, genuinely. Uh, it, well, I guess it's that Henry, that Henry lad, isn't it? Yeah, get him in. Yeah, get him in. Come on, I'm, Henry. I'm not. Sure, I think Henry might be his surname. We'll find out. Dion Henry. I'm sure it's Dion Henry. Is there a? There's a hoovering up joke there somewhere. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm not clever enough to make it, but it's there. Yeah. Okay. Kind of sucked. <laughs> hey, what a team! There it is. And um, well. Dion Henry comes from the youth team and someone else who's come from the youth team's had a bit of a week. Uh, James Daly, no, not of FYP fame. Uh, <laughs> James Daly scored a hat-trick for the under-23s this week. Uh, did either of you two see his third goal? I didn't, actually. I, it was, I think the club tweeted it out, so I'm assuming it was a, a worldie. But... You don't hang on every breath from every tweet that the club send out, Sam? I'm a part-time fan, clearly. <laughs> I only saw the first and second goal, so... Oh, the, so the third one was like a brilliant near post header that he flicked into the far top corner. But um, what was also encouraging about it was Rakip, Yak and Von Basaka were all involved in various ways. I mean, the second goal was brilliant. Um, the move is superb. Then the goalkeeper makes a save and then from the rebound, we sort of pass a few more times. But they were playing some lovely stuff and Rakip seems to be at the heart of all of it. So hmm, hopefully he can find a, a way into his... Um, in towards the first team squad, Albert has just totally thrown me off there by saying Arsenal have conceded two goals in two minutes <laughs> against this. Um, pronounce the name for us, Albert. Uh, Ostersund. 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 Okay, well, I'm sure Flav, who we have on later from the Fighting Cock podcast, will be delighted with that. Um, because he's coming on later, we're going to skip over the opposition fan for now. And after this short jingle we will be back with a preview of the game there are 99 reasons to hate brighton homophobia doesn't need to be one of them follow us on twitter at proud and palace so roy hodgson today compared the current situation in the bottom half of the table to snakes and ladders saying that teams uh, can be delighted one week with unexpected points and then um depressed the following week sliding back down the table um do you agree with that analogy albert uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's so it's so tight down there, and you know, half the tables are only separated by a couple of wins and a couple of draws. So, I mean, we've seen it. There's a couple of couple of weekends where all the results don't seem to go your way, including your own, and where you might have looked a bit lofty, and at the top half of the top half of the bottom half, you're all of a sudden, you know, you're four from bottom, fifth from bottom, and that nice bit of daylight that you might have accrued over the previous weeks seems to have, um, you can't really evaporate daylight, can you? That's the wrong term. It's gone. It's gone. 
It's gone. So I think, it's, I, think that, I think that's a fair. Uh, I think that's a fair summary. Uh, Hodgson's played down uh, Spurs' busy, busy schedule. You know, they've, I think they've played a couple of times since we last played, and and obviously having played at the same time that we did play. Um, but he said that you know they have a twenty-five man squad, and um, we have pretty much a fourteen-man squad at the moment. So. Do you think that it's going to play into our hands, Heskiff, or do you just think they've got they've made they're going to make too many changes from the team that lined up against Rochdale? Yeah, oh yeah, I think Spurs will be fine. Um, I read that they made did they make eleven changes for that game? I think they made a lot. Um, and even though they brought on Kane and Deli Alley, it's you know it's not for very not, not not a large amount of time. And Rochdale was sorted out their pitch, so they weren't running on mud. Um, yeah. I think that you know Tottenham are fine. They, They've been helped out by the game being moved to Sunday anyway, so I don't think they can have any complaints. Um, I know that Palace have had to play two games in three days, um, especially over the Christmas period. We had a lot going on. So, yeah, I don't think Tottenham have got any excuses, really. Um, And with our sort of minimal, shallow squad, um, I think it's going to be very, very tough. And I think if if anyone's got excuses, it's certainly going to be us. Yeah, it seems so bizarre, that, because if you... The thing that sprung to mind immediately when the game got moved to the Sunday was back when uh, we beat United at Old Trafford in the League Cup quarterfinal. And then on the Wednesday night, and then we had to play Derby on the Friday night. Now, I know there's probably uh, the element that, you know, our financial situation wasn't amazing back then. And we can't be moving a game on Sky because we need the money that comes in from it. But that was just, you know... The resources they got, the players they're best players. And it's only Rochdale they got to play. Is, is it Rochdale on a replay or they got Champions League? What's what's the deal? What's going on? Oh, I've got no idea, actually. I, th- I think it's the, I believe it's the replay. It's the replay. That's what I would have thought, yeah, because they can't, because they'll have Champions League the following weekend or whatever. But I'd, I'm at the following midweek. Um, but yeah, I'd, I just, I don't think it's right, really. If the game's on the Monday, the game's on the Monday. And you've got loads of people who have made plans. And there's plenty of people can't make Sunday. Just go on Twickets now and look at all the tickets that are on sale in the Palace end because loads of people have had to um, miss the game for various reasons. And I know quite a few people are upset by that scenario. But there you go. Um, on the player front, uh, Heskey, if you were up in Everton, um, what did you think of Serlot? Yeah, I think he looks he looks pretty good. Um, you know, there's the odd touch here and there that was a little bit clumsy, but... He won a lot of headers, especially as he was playing out wide. Um, he, he did a lot better than I thought he would. Um, he had a header that was, I think, well saved or cleared off the line uh, in the second half as well. Um, so considering it was his first game in the league, um, I thought he did really well. I was actually really impressed with him. Um, and I think, you know, I wouldn't be too upset if he if he played ahead of Benteke, at least give him a run for his money um, because... Obviously, what we said before was that Benteke's poor form and, and poor ret- goals return didn't really matter because there was no one to be, um, you know, chomping at his heels to get in the play to get his place in the team. But I think Serlot now, if he continues, you know, the way he started, is certainly a, a good option for us going forward. Yeah, well, it was it was interesting. I got. <laughs> I'm not going to say I got into an argument at Goodison Park. I d- I wouldn't call it an argument. I would just call it a. I spoke my mind and the guy didn't want to talk back. <laughs> but um, people really use it as a scenario to jump on Christian Benteke. Um, don't get me wrong. If he's not scoring goals and we pay him to score goals, I get it. And the chances he missed against 
Everton were, especially the one in the second half, was probably unforgivable. Live, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it's when I saw it back, you know, it pinned the defender. The goalkeeper's in no man's land. All he has to do is direct it on goal. And that's the sort of form he's going for in front of guard at the moment. And yeah, I mean, it's getting to the stage now where you can be peeved off about it and want to say some stuff. But, you know, Serlot jumped up, headed the ball goal as Pickford saved it. And this man behind me who'd been slagging Benteke off all game, just was like Benteke that's how it's done I'm just like well it's not how it's done is it because he still missed as well it's like a header (laughs) from 12 yards out it's not it's not how it's done and um again Benteke's all around playing that game I thought was good like he's looking really really good and I feel like it's it is many weeks now I'm saying it and Albert I'll ask you this question I keep saying the goals have got to come the goals have got to come but do you take him out of firing line and give him a bit of rest for Serla, or are you, you know, we're we're so thin that it's probably just going to have to be both of them playing anyway? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of variables there. I mean, not because I think he deserves it as a punishment, but I wouldn't be upset if they rested Benteke against, you know, against a very formidable Spurs team, and then, you know, just played Serla up up front on his own, and maybe put one more body in midfield if there are any bodies to put in midfield. Um, you know, because Spurs are a very, very disciplined technical side that can open you up. I think, I think the problem with Benteke, it's almost he's tipped over into a bit of pantomime. Really, it's gone a little bit toxic. I think there's like you're, the example you've just given. He can, he can have a, and I, and I felt the same against Newcastle. Yeah, he had a really good game all round. You know, like bringing the ball down, putting people in, in and around the sort of halfway line, and it's just that you know, all right, that's the most crucial part, but it's the bit in front of goal in the in the penalty area that's sort of lacking. But I don't think he's playing any worse than anybody else. You know, he's he's getting more chances and he's he seems to be the focal point. And you know, if he wasn't getting the chances, I'd be genuinely concerned. But it, you know, it's form at the moment. He's a he's a he's a quality player, but it's just tipped over now. And I think he you know he only has to sort of pull the slightly wrong expression on his face and he's got ten thousand people baying for blood. Um, you know. It, for his own good, he needs to score a couple and and just just get him off his back. Yeah, but um, you can easily see how it would go a few more games without a goal based on the opposition that we have. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I don't know. I I think we're probably a bit thin on the ground, so I, I'm sure we'll probably see both and plan a four four two. And you know, four four two is the formation that has been Roy Hodgson's preference at Seller, so I'm sure that's what we'll see. Um, Heskiff, this this has got to be the time for Andros Townsend, right? He's got to step up and he's got to be putting the ball on their bonces in the middle of the penalty area. Yeah, it really is. This is definitely a big a big time for Andros to step up. Um, with Will Fowl and, and Bakary Sacco out as well, you know, he's our focal point on the wings and that's the best way that we're going to get, get goals, create chances. So um, he's certainly capable of it. I think he's he should excel as the focal point of the team. Um, especially against Tottenham, I'm sure he, he's going to want to put in a good game there. Um, but yeah, we, we need him to to really start getting those assists on the board if if we're going to survive the next three games and, and push on and try and survive in the league. Mm, certainly right. Um, uh, you say it's so funny. The reason why I'm stressing out here is because you just say, you know, with Zaha out and then my brain just immediately goes and, and Dan and Punchin. And, and Kelly and 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 Wickham and um, Albert, are you out a Sunday? 
Did the change of picture mean mean that you're missing it? Uh, it's uh, listen. I had to move some things around. I can't lie. You know, I don't see why Spurs' insufficiencies in the cup competitions should impact my social arrangements. But you know, it's the kind of guy I am, so I will be there. Oh, you know, unless something happens between now and then, <laughs> like. Mate, who knows? Ham, hamstring could go. <laughs> had a car accident a couple of weeks ago. That could happen again. You know, who knows? You had a car accident. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't major. You know, let's not get the uh, charity boxes out or the small violins. But um, you know, it's just... um, well, what minute of the day did it happen? We'll have the applause during the game for you. <laughs> it was uh, Saturday at about quarter past six. So everyone, everybody, hang about. And uh, <laughs> and give the round of applause at quarter past six. No, it's to be honest, I'd rather it on Sunday because midweek games are a real pain for me to get to, as as uh, as much as it's annoying. But it's at the whim of you know other forces. You know, it's, it's better for me. Uh, midweek games. I live in Crystal Palace now. It's so much easier. Oh. <laughs> okay, right. Look, we'll take it. Um, a pause there, and then when we're back, we'll get into some predictions. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Oh my days, slapped it. Okay, it's now time for some predictions. Uh, Everton, Heskiff, you got your first point on the board. You predicted a defeat, unsurprisingly. Um, Yeah, you didn't quite get the 3 1. I think you said 2 0, didn't you? So um, I was pretty sure that Nias would score, though. Yes, you did say that. So congratulations on your first prediction point of the season. Surprisingly, you was one of only two people from Hull Radio predicted a defeat. So um, What did I predict? um, I think you predicted 1-1 or something. Oh, what an idiot. (laughs) Hindsight is an amazing thing, isn't it? (laughs) Well, it didn't feel like a 3-1 defeat, that was for sure. I don't think the performance deserved that, but... um, Let's not dwell on those things. Um, having a look through uh, some predictions we've had through on Twitter. Um, Carl Babs, uh, who's been on this podcast a few times. He's, I'm predicting 3-3. I need to leave the game 10 minutes early to get to Wembley. When I leave, Spurs will be 3-0 up. <laughs> um, Wembley? What's going on at Wembley? Any idea? final. League Cup final, of course, there. That's him doing his football work. Um, ben Long, <laughs> 2 0 to Spurs and an injury for Luka Milivojevic. Uh, I might just give up on the season if that happens. 
And um, in terms of our whole radio family, Hambo and Lucy are both predicting wins. Hambo said 2-0 win. I'm wondering if that's a typo. And Lucy said 1-0 win. Uh, Nick G and Alex Penge have said 0-0 and 2-2 respectively. Ed, Patrick, Tim and Mikey have all gone for defeats. Uh, Mikey and Tim both going for 3-1. Um, Heskiff, we know it's going to be a defeat from you, yeah. but what, 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 what's the damage going to be? Um, well, first of all, I'm quite surprised at the amount of people who think we're going to keep a clean sheet in those predictions. That's, <laughs> that's lunacy. Uh, there's um, three clean sheets in those predictions. I, If we keep a clean sheet, I won't keep clean sheets, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but I think we're going to lose 2-0, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, the poll that we did on Twitter, um, your options were Cox out. <laughs> Pretty much alluding to what you were saying there, <laughs> Skiff. A point or caned? 62 people have said we're going to get caned. And with 25% people suggesting we're going to be running around with our cocks out. Um, <laughs> Albert. On, on a Sunday. On a Sunday. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just, we'll, we'll leave our boxes up. Just pull our trousers down. Is that all right? All right. Mm. Just don't have like Paddy Power written on them or anything because you'll get done <laughs> by the FA. <laughs> and um, what's your prediction? Uh, I. It's weird looking at their form. You know, they... Newport, they've struggled. Rochdale, they've obviously struggled. Juventus seems to do all right. I don't know. I don't know which team we're closer to, really, in terms of quality. <laughs> so, uh, I, th- I think I, I think we're going to lose. But I'm going to I'm going to go for an optimistic. It's only going to be two one. Only going to be two one. Um, yeah, in, in research, they have they've in all competitions they've drawn. They've not won in their last five away games. Um, they might have all been draws as well, which is a bit bit weird um but i just can't see it. the amount of injuries that we've got um i think we're going to lose 3-1 I'm, I'm in there with tim and mikey but optimistic 3-1 in terms of we're 2-1 down and we're looking for an equalizer and then they they hit us on the counter and get a third one so um yeah there you go what's um what we're going to add in later this uh through the podcast now going forward we're going to have dave's moan and we've ju- we've just got Dave's moan in hot hot off the press. So Heskiff, what's what's Dave been moaning about this week? Right. So I've got a mate called Dave Perry, um, who is fine with us saying his name because it will give him more of an audience to moan. And he's even more miserable than me. He's quite aggressively negative. Um, <laughs> and um, the first Dave's moan in the pod is not a text that I've had from him, although. He did send me a text full of expletives earlier today. But actually, um, we were sat in the pub um, whilst the Tottenham-Rochdale game was going on. Uh, we were waiting to go to watch the Streatham Ice Hockey team, which everyone listening should go to on Saturday because it's very good. Um, and I told him with about 15 minutes to go that if Tottenham didn't win, the game would be moved to Sunday. And he had organised, I think it's his dad's birthday at the weekend, so he'd organised everything over those two days and he thought I was winding him up and then realized <laughs> I wasn't and got very annoyed. Then Tottenham went two, one up. So he was um, not happy because he's never happy, but he was <laughs> a bit more comfortable with the world. Um, and then Rochdale obviously scored an injury time and loads of people around us cheered. And my wife and I 
pissed ourselves laughing, to be honest, because it made him really annoyed. He went the colour of a tomato. And Poor Dave. <laughs> literally, for the next 10 minutes, I can't repeat what he said. <laughs> he, he does not like the fact that Tottenham can't beat the team bottom of the third division. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a big struggle. Is um. So who's getting his ticket? <laughs> um. Good question. I think if anyone has a good home for it to go to, but on the proviso that they spend ninety minutes calling people various <laughs> rude names, uh, he might be willing to give it up. Yeah, and talking about um, Endire for fifty minutes specifically Endire, and then um, moving on to what was the what was the Dulwich Hamlet guy's name? Reese Alassani. No, 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 not not a Dulwich Hamlet player. The guy we was at Dulwich Hamlet, we had him. Big tall oh. guy up front. Ended up going to Hearts. Talking about Osman Sal, mate. Osman Sal. Oh you got to talk about Osman Sal for thirty minutes. Well, especially to give, talking to me. <laughs> to give everyone an idea of Dave's mindset, he and I went to see us play Dagenham in a pre-season friendly a few years ago. I think it was the year we came up, so just before the Premier League season started, and Nahui however that's pronounced, was playing as a trialist. And he scored scored in the warm-up when they were training, scored a bullet header, and Dave turned to me and said, he's shit, we better not find him. (laughs) After having seen him score. And then he scored in a game as well. That's what we're working with, mate. So... He, he scored. He, he scored in that game. It was Dagnum and Redbridge, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah he scored. So, if people listening think that I'm miserable, I am, but I'm not at the level of David Perry. And um, what was excellent about uh, Nuhu as well was when we didn't opt to sign him and then he went to Sheffield Wednesday and then he scored on the opening day of the season for Sheffield Wednesday and everyone was like, oh no, we've made a massive mistake. <laughs> and he basically um, hasn't scored since, I think. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. I think he's got four in 69 or something, which is sort of Calvin Andrew proportions. Anyway, we <laughs> we go we go off on tangents again. Um, we're going to take a short jingle and then we'll be back to basically say goodbye. Homesdale Radio, preview podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans. For Palace fans. Right, so we're at the outro. Um, if you were waiting for the opposition view, um, unfortunately, uh, Flav of the Fighting Cock podcast has had to pull out. That's that's quite the sentence. <laughs> um, he's been stuck on a work call, so unfortunately, we don't have that for you tonight. Um, I mean, it's not as if I took half a day off work to record a Bull Street documentary with him or or anything like that. So it's not as if he owes me or anything. And it's, 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 you know, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, thank you to Billion for producing. Uh, it's been quite difficult in the background, loads of technical difficulties today. So he's going to be doing that long into the night. So thank you, Billion. Um, drink some gin. Gin, gin always makes everything better. Um, Albert and Sam, my, um, we're the three musketeers now at the preview podcast. Albert, you cannot go back to work. You now have to appear on this every week now. That's it. That's the rules. Sweet. Pay me, you know, pay me the going rate and I'm all yours. Um, is, that, oh, is that a pack of barbecue Weetos and um, a large Diet Coke? Plus fat, yeah. <laughs> Plus fat. Yeah. <laughs> and um, thank you, Heskiff, as always. It's been a pleasure, mate. Uh, always. Um, Sunday, uh, we don't know what's happening yet there might be a show there might not be a show uh i think because everyone made plans because the game was supposed to be on monday so uh 
we'll see what happens. You know, Twitter will tell you the ways, and Facebook will maybe they'll bundle something together. Maybe um, Hambo will take time out of um, what does it? I don't know what he's playing on on Xbox these days. Probably Fortnite with DR. But I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> he might take some time out and put a show out for you. But um, yeah, look out on the socials for that. Uh, we are back normal time next week. Uh, despite the game being Monday against May United, we'll still record normal time. So late Thursday night, early Friday morning, and we will be back in your ears. Um, so thanks, guys, and until next week, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.